and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Athlete. I'm your host, professional volleyball player Julianne Fawcett Johnson. And today's episode is absolutely one of my favorites. And that's because I was afforded the opportunity to sit down with NFL linebacker, speaker, writer, and humanitarian Sam Ocho. Now, Sam and I have known each other for quite some time now. He and I went to college together, and Sam's been in the NFL for over 10 years. He also has a huge footprint in the Chicago community. He is a motivational speaker. His testimony and his story is incredible, and he shares himself with the world. And something super cool about Sam is that he is actually releasing his first book titled Let the World See You coming October of this year. Now, we dive super deep into this book and what it means to Sam and his story and how he has gotten to where he is today. And I was so touched. I had chills all over my body the entire episode. He is so clear and he stands on such solid ground and knows exactly who he is. And he shares with us how he's gotten there and how he has a passion now for helping others, especially athletes, to remove the mask, release themselves to the world and take their power back. And it is such a great conversation. So I'm so excited to share this with you guys. Let's jump right into it with this conversation with Sam Ocho. Freaking Jay. You're a mom, you're a podcaster, you're now, again, you're a singer, but my kids know your, we, we got your song, I don't know, whenever it came out, and we played it in the car, and I think we, I wanted to single, um, and they would sing it, like, they would, you know what I mean? No. Yes. Yes. I love that. Light up the sky, light up the sky. Yes. 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 And then That's now you're so back awesome. to being a professional volleyball player. Yeah, I was, and I don't know why I didn't, maybe, I don't know, I don't think I did, but literally, like, I was just flipping, had a song, would just kind of flip in and whatever, and then. My kids are like, no, no, play it again, again, again. And so That's like for awesome. months, we were just listening to Light Up the Sky. Okay. Yes. I feel that. Yes. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. It has been an interesting season. I was just listening um, to your podcast, um, which okay. now you have a podcast, and I love it. Yes. And even listen to what Carly was saying, I really resonate. I haven't finished it yet, but really, really resonate. So I am in that season of figuring out what the heck is next and what's going to happen and future and got so many other passions outside of uh football and ready to just let go of them and but also have this piece of like man god do you want me to do i still go and so that's that's a little bit of what's going on i love that i mean i feel like there's stages in our lives where everyone feels that like we're sure of what we're doing and then we kind of go through something and then we're unsure and then we have to like recheck in. Um, I feel like that's like my life as well. Like, like you said, I'm now going back into volleyball. I'm a mom. Like I sing, I do all these different things, but it's because like at each point in time, like I'm rechecking in with what I'm wanting in that moment for myself. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. And that's usually how I start every podcast is asking what is your passion outside of your sport, which yours is football, your career in the NFL has been so prolific. So 
that's at the forefront. Like everybody knows you're a beast. Everyone knows you're Sam Acho. You're going to get these sacks. You're going to get these tackles. But like you have so much going on outside of that. And I think it's so cool to see. And it's so cool for others to see that side of you. Because like I said, that's at the forefront. So what is your passion or passions outside of football? Yeah, I think for me, one of my passions is just is helping people to know that they are loved, right? Like that's what I think about. And I and I think about that for me as well, because I'm a guy who like obviously as pro athletes, it's like performance, performance, performance. And what have you done for me lately? And what are you doing? And and how are you performing? And it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you are so much more than your last performance. You're so much more than um, what meets the eye. Yeah, absolutely. So when you kind of grew up, did you know that that was your passion or did you kind of already have your eyes set on football as being what you were going to pursue? Because I know you went to college and I know you studied business. Is that right? And yeah, you, yeah. You, gra- you graduated, you got your degree and then you went to get your master's during your time in the NFL. And it's like, did you already have your eyes set on the NFL and beyond or did you just stop like at the football part yeah see i think my story i don't know if this is similar or different than a lot of other people's stories but um i never intended to go and play in the nfl that was never like my thought or my goal at least coming Mm -hmm. in initially initially i just came in say okay i I know i love learning so i want to go somewhere where i can get a really good education i want to go somewhere where i can uh play because in 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 high school i'd gotten pretty good and gotten some scholarships i wanted to go somewhere where i can play and get a free education. And so it wasn't until probably about my sophomore or junior year when I had some mentors who were like, no, this is, you can do this. Yeah. This is not a, um, it's not unrealistic to think that you can go and you can be really, really successful in the National Football League. But it wasn't this dream that I had always had. And so, um, but I will say this, once I talked to that mentor and for lack of better terms, made that decision, everything changed. Mm. Everything changed, yeah. Yeah, so... Can you talk a little bit about your upbringing? Because I know it might be different from others. Um, I know you have a Nigerian root and and that's a big part of who you are. And so can you talk about your upbringing and how that made you so determined to accomplish the things that you've accomplished? Yeah, definitely. So my parents were were born and raised in Nigeria. So anybody who knows really not only Nigerian families, but really immigrant families, it's almost this deal where you just have to survive. And so there's no playing around. There's no like sleepovers and fun games. It's, it's work. It's work. And it's, and it's, you better, it's A's and B's. It is you know, give your best and everything because that's just the way that they were wired, mm. especially where my parents came from. You didn't, there was no, there's no excess. There's no right. extra. It's just education is the way out. So you're going to be, we're going to focus on education, focus on discipline, focus on family, focus on um, faith and that was really the driver. So for me, there was no idea of not necessarily second best, but no idea of just not giving my all. Mm. That was really the thing. It wasn't about, yeah, some people want to win. Anybody who knows me, like I'm, I'm competitive, but I'm not competitive in the way where it's like, I'm throwing, tossing the ball if I lose the game. No, but I just want to give my best. I just want to compete and not, but also, and I know I, I, you know, some people take these words like compete and it's like, Oh, I'm a competitor and I'm a compete, compete. And I hate losing. It's not really that. It's just this idea of like, man, it'd be fun to try and win this thing. It'd be fun to try and see how far I can go with the skills that I've been given. Yeah. Whoa. That's such a cool mentality. And honestly, I feel like 
that made you super well-rounded having a family that's like, Hey, you gotta, you know, pursue your education. You gotta do well there. You gotta have this faith. That's going to be down to your core. You gotta have all these things that you're just trying to do your best at. And I think it shows in your life, seriously, like you are a dad one, your faith in the Lord. And and it's just so beautiful to watch. And you're, like I said, you're a stud athlete you're about to write a, you're writing a book. It's about to come out like all of these things. And it shows in your life. It transfers that you are simply putting your best foot forward in everything you do. Before we go any further, Jay, I know this is your podcast. I know you're interviewing me, but can we quickly let the listeners know? (laughs) I know we're supposed to do this. This is your podcast. Feel free to cut it out and edit if you don't want it. But when we first met, so like, I, I, and maybe I'm wrong on this first meeting, but I remember we got introduced by a guy named Donnie Mabe, who was a strength yeah. coach at the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. And I was a freshman, you were a freshman. And I just walked in, I was like, who is this beast? <laughs> in every asset of the word. And I mean that in the, in, in the best way, like like just a grinder. I mean, the men- mm-hmm. like, it's almost like you, from a young age, you had this mentality of like, hey, I want to, like you're very, um, how do I say this? Oh, I'm just going to talk and just edit it if you want to. But like dainty is dainty, loving, kind, but ferocious. Okay. If that makes sense. And (laughs) so it was like, it's like, Hey, yes, I am like, this is me, but I'm going to, I want to dominate. And so for me seeing that, Mm. like I had never seen that. I I had teammates who was like, no, I want to dominate. I'm going to kill you. And you're like, I'm going to, they're like, I'm going to destroy. And you're like, no, I want to be the best. But also, I also can love you Mm. and also can be kind and I can be who God made me to be. Mm. And so, I haven't told you this in however many years since we left college, but that's what I learned from you from wow. probably like the day I stepped on campus. And I've been whoa. watching that from afar for forever. Thanks, Sam. That's yeah. Whoa. What a compliment. Seriously. And I honestly, I can say the same about you and your brother. Like we are all besties in college and you guys, I think for me meeting you and having you in my college career helped me with my faith and my walk and um, to stay that person that you're talking about and not go more towards, you know, I need to win. I need to, you know, always be perfect in this game of volleyball when that's not life, right? Like it's something that we do, but it's not who we are. And I think you saying that I really appreciate it, but it also it's the, it's mutual in terms of what I learned from you and those things that I was able to take away and, it's just really cool. I think that was FCA. I think it was an FCA meeting. And yeah, I remember just meeting meeting you and Emmanuel and being like, who are these dudes? Like, seriously. Like, yeah, it's great. And it brings back so many memories. But let's talk about you. Thank you for the compliment. And I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so you mentioned Faith family, football, talk about those three things that are super near and dear to your heart and how you're able to balance all three of them in your life. I mean, you're doing them all and currently still a professional football player while having all of this great stuff in your life and you balance it so well. Yeah, for me, it's, it's interesting because I always thought I would watch people on TV or even when I was in high school, you'd watch the college games or pro game, pro games, and you just see these these athletes on the field, and you just think they are just wired in one way. Mm-hmm. I am going to compete. I'm going to dominate. I could care less about anything and everything else. And I always thought that was how I had to be. 
but that's not how I'm wired. You talk about faith, family, and football. For me, those are like pillars mm. uh, that are like the undergirding of, of who Sam is. That's what I stand upon. Um, you know, probably not the best example, but I'm going to use it. And there's a story in the Bible of this guy named Samson who was super strong, like amazingly strong and um, made some bad decisions. But at the end of his life, he actually was chained. He had been captured. He was chained to these pillars that was holding up the structure. And he just prayed and he's like, God, just give me the strength to tear this thing down so I can destroy all the people who captured me. And it would end up costing him his life as well. And God gave him the strength and he tore down these pillars, right? So for me, faith, my faith in Jesus, my proximity and relationship with my family. Mm-hmm. And you could throw in football there if you want, but those are the those are the those are the pillars for me to do anything that I, that I want to do. Yeah. And, and here's what I mean by that. Like, if I'm not, if I'm not people, the people, what people say now, if I'm not living right, you know what I mean? If I'm not living right, <laughs> that's the way people say, keep it generic. Right. But if I know I'm like disobeying God and just like not doing things I know I'm supposed to do, it's hard for me to have peace on the football field. Number mm-hmm. one, number wow. two, if, if stuff with my family's not going well, and this is before I had, well, had a wife and kids, but like stuff with my parents, weren't going well when my kid or my siblings, excuse me, weren't going well, I would, it just, I would be distracted. Mm -hmm. And so for me, those are pillars walking with God, trying to trust him day by day, not going 10 months down the line or 10 years down the line, just saying one day at a time. And also just making sure I'm, I'm, especially now being married, my wife and I are on the same page on things. Mm. That's what helps make football go. Cause I can't be focused on the field. If I'm, if I'm thinking about, and did I, did I like, how are me and my wife? Are we good right now? Yeah. Or man, are me and my relationship with God? Are we good right now? It's yeah. hard for me to, to be successful that way. That's such a good point. And I think for anyone listening that they can take away that, that they can take that into their lives because whatever their, you know, things are and their balance is, um, it's finding like, if you're good in one area, you're probably good in the other. And like you said, just finding that balance and finding, um, yeah, your, yeah, your walk is going well with the Lord and like, you're making sure you're checking in with yourself. I think that's clutch. So then it would lead me to ask you, like, how do you stay motivated to do those things daily and to balance all that stuff? Because it is a lot, like, how do you not give up on one thing or, or do you like, how, how is that process for you? Yeah, it's really hard. If I'm being totally honest, it is really, really hard. And I catch myself, even as we're doing this podcast, I catch myself drifting away from the things that are most important. Yeah. Um, just recently. And so we're doing a lot. Of, I'm excited about the book I got coming out and we've been doing, I've been doing some work in the community in Chicago and, and I get really excited and competitive and my ego starts to rise because there's a competition factor on the football field, but also off the field. You see everybody doing all their great stuff on social media and you're like, I got to do this. And I got to wow. do that. And I got to make my, I got to shine. And I've, I've noticed that anytime I really get into trouble, the most times I get in trouble, it's usually when I'm trying to outpace God. And here's what I mean mm. by that. There's no real way to like, God obviously is, is everywhere all the time. He, he's, he knows what's going to happen, but it's me saying, no, no, God, I got this. I got this. Thanks for the help, but I'm going to do the rest myself. And it always, always, always um, screws me over always. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm even now, and, I, and I've been listening to your podcast. So I, I listen to Carly. Uh, on, her, on the last episode, she was talking about seeing counseling. I started going to a counselor a couple years ago. Oh, good and I, I noticed it was, yeah, it was really helpful. Matter of fact, yesterday, I actually, call, I hadn't talked to him in a while. I called my counselor because I was like, man, I need some help. Just mm-hmm. to be able to slow down and and let out, for lack of better terms, like that little kid 
who's inside of me, right? Let him out, but also let the adult in me, the one who has responsibilities and the one who has um, to make decisions and the one who um, has to be, you know, present with my mm-hmm. wife and kids, like let that person drive the bus. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, that's so good. And I mean, the counseling thing, I didn't accept that that was like a good thing in my life until way late. Like I always avoided or thought less of myself if I felt like I needed it or something. And it's like, it's a game changer. It's somebody that's there solely for you to listen and help guide you. And like, why wouldn't we need that? It's, I mean, and it, I love that you listened to the podcast and got that from it. I mean, that is the whole point of this platform is to literally help people in their walk, in their situations, whatever they're dealing with. And so kudos for you for, for doing that. And, you know, I want to talk about your book because I don't really know anything about it. I'm so excited to read it. Like, when is it coming out? What is it about? And what made you want to write a book? Yeah. So the book is called let the world see you okay how to be real in a world full of fakes mm. and it uh it comes out in if it comes out in october we can pre-order it right now at samachobook.com but that book is exactly about what this podcast is about it is getting behind the athlete for so long and, and all the, anybody listening especially athletes even if you're not an athlete for so long i wore this mask and put on this pressure on myself of having to be the best and not only the best having to be perfect yeah. and i literally carry this weight around of being perfect and never making a mistake and if i did i would beat myself up so much to the point where i started going to the counselor and he would tell me he said sam he said two things number one he said what do you do when you get angry mm-hmm. and i looked at him i said what well, with a smile and jay you know me you've known me for a long time i said well oh, yeah. i don't get angry i don't get angry and he looked at me again. He said, oh, no, what do you do when you get angry? And I looked at him with my, you know, my million dollars. And I said, oh, I just try not to, I try not to get angry. And he, he asked again, he says, Sam, everyone gets angry. So what do you do when you get angry? And I'm like, I tried not to, I told you, you know, I'm getting upset. And so, um, and so, but it was this deal of like, how do you handle emotions? And what are you mm-hmm. trying to hide? And what do you do when you are upset or sad or frustrated? And, and what I noticed is I would beat myself up. Mm. so much to the point where we were in a in in our counseling session and he told me he said hey sam i said i said what because at this point i'm irritated he said he said put the bat away Mm. i'm like what do you mean what are you talking about right i'm a football player not a baseball player get your facts right he said put the bat away (laughs) i said what do you mean he said the one that you used to beat yourself up with Mm. put it away and and it's funny because I knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. And so for me, this book is, is for anybody who is tired. It's for Carly. It's for you. It's for me. It's for um, specifically, I would say, for athletes who are just tired of putting on that mask and want to feel the power of being themselves. And that's what happened to me when wow. I finally said, you know what, I'm going to be me with my emotions and my I mean, I was crying in front of my teammates, crying in front of my coaches, crying in front of the staff members because all that weight was just too heavy for me. Mm-hmm. And once I released me to the world, the power that came with it was indescribable. Wow. Whoa. I'm so excited to read that. And just knowing you, and like you said, yeah, I've never known you to get angry. Like, I don't think in any of the times that we spent in college, 
Never. And like you said, that million dollar smile, if there's one thing I would say to describe Sam Ocho, it's that smile. And so really interesting to find that like you're turning this around and helping people because there are tons of people out there like that. And I completely resonate with it. Like I'm working on that currently. Like you said a little bit ago about, you know, looking on social and trying to compete because everyone's trying to do these good things and it's so great. But then you're like, I'm not doing enough and I need to do more. And you're trying to be perfect and you have this mask on and it's like, Ooh, that gives me the chills. Let's go. Yeah. And it's true. And it's true. It's like, cause it's like, I'm not doing enough. And then somewhere down the line you get to, well, I am not enough. Mm. That's where, that's where it gets to. It says, I am not enough. I was training with the guy. uh, His, 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 he and his brother were, were doing a, a drill. Like it's called a six, six, 660 yard shuttle. So down, back, down, back, down, back, five, back, 10, back, all the way to about 60 yards of back. And I came out to support him and it, you know, and, and he's 50, actually 13 years old and he's trying to make the record. He missed it by a second, hmm. one second. And he came to me afterwards, 13 years old. And he said, Hey, I'm sorry for, he said, I'm sorry for, for wasting your time and having you come all the way out here when I didn't even break the record. And that just gutted me mm-hmm. because I'm like, ooh, that's me. Oh. That's me. This dude, this dude had done like he had knocked off 10 seconds off of his previous time the week before. And then up now this week he knocked off a second or two off the time he had before. And yet there was this shame of I am not enough. And I had a friend, and this is how I actually start the book. I'll give you all a little teaser. I had a friend who uh, it was actually my mentor when I was living in Arizona playing with the Cardinals about 60 something years old, almost 70 years old and had been married for 50 years, had a beautiful wife, loved life. And uh, we got really, really close. I would actually go to his, his, his house all the time and just sit and listen and learn from him. Really wise person. Fast forward, I went to Chicago, was playing for the Bears. And all of a sudden I see a message on Facebook from him asking for permission to go. Mm. And I'm like, what is this dude talking about? I knew he had been battling with cancer for years and I knew it wasn't getting better. He'd gone to Mexico and gone to other countries to try and do other treatments. They weren't working. And so he asked for permission to leave. Mm. And this dude was a follower of Jesus. I'm like, what is he saying? And so I'd give him a call. And obviously, not obviously, but honestly, I'd been too busy because he had messaged me earlier. I didn't even, I was busy with the season and playing and trying to focus. And I called him and he only had about 20% of his voice left. And so I said, hey man, give me what you got. Give me what you got. And he said two things. It's talking about like, us being worth it, right? He said, number one, he said, in my 70 years on this earth, I've learned two things. The first is this, the most important thing you could do, no matter what profession, who you are, he said, get to know Jesus intimately. Mm. Jesus wants to be known. So get to know him. There will be no greater joy in your life. And he said, secondly, and he paused and he paused and he paused. So the second thing I want you to know, Sam, is that you are worth getting to know. Mm. Never forget that you are worth getting to know. And, and you asked why I wrote the book Jay. That's why, that's why I wrote the book because for so long, I didn't believe I was worth getting to know. I thought that people wanted to know me because of my, you know, accolades and performance and, you know, the mask that I would wear and the fake, you know, person I would portray in front of people. And it's like, no, dude, like, I want to know you and you are worth getting to know. So that's what this book is about. It's about what it means to be known, to be loved um, and to be worth it. Cool. 
Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. And I think you're going to touch a lot of people's lives. You already do with your being and who you are, honestly, but this is just another way to reach and I'm excited for you, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. Your copy's in the middle. I'm gonna get you your copy. I got to get, I don't, I don't got to get, get to you before you get to Italy. Yes. Uh, if I, yes. You know, so I'm, I'm gonna yes. get your address and get you your copy. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I'm excited to read that. Um, and so I know that you're a busy man, so we'll, we'll wrap this up here, but I just want to know, um, a couple more things. And we, I know you had a really serious injury in the middle, kind of in the middle of your career and, I want to know how you coped with that and how you turned that into a positive, because I know that you always do that so that our listeners can hear because you, it's a, I mean, it had to have been one of the roughest times. I remember it. I remember seeing it happen and then kind of talking to you a little bit during that time. And, but you seem to have like done things to help others during that time. Like I know you do a lot of speaking engagements um, is a time for you probably to spend with your family a little more. So how talk about that time period in your life? Yeah, well, halfway through my career, really right up on the, the, the cusp of my new contract, they call it the contract year. Mm. I, uh, you know, started as a rookie I tied the rookie sack record. My second year, I started every game at four sacks, three interceptions, playing really well. Third year's contract year, I was week three, game three. I just got a sack on Drew Brees. I'm playing at my highest level. And all of a sudden, I break my leg. Mm. Break my leg, break my fibula, and I'm out for the season. And I would love to say that I was devastated. But I think I think two things happened. One, that, that, that mask of like, oh, I'm okay, and it's good, yeah. and God is good. Right. There was that piece. But then there was another piece when I actually got the actual news that I would be out for the season and I just broke. I just broke and just tear. I didn't even know where these it was like a well that had been untapped and just started flowing and flowing and flowing. And that year was hard. That year was hard because I I could no longer do the things that I thought that I was meant to do. You know, I'm, I'm this football yeah. player and I'm so good and this is great. And, um but God had opened up a new door for me and he actually showed me that I was so much more than a football player. He actually gave me a peek behind the athlete to give mm. homage to the title of the podcast and gave me a peek of who I really was. Mm. So what I did is, and once again, I started off this podcast, you asked me what I love to do. I said, I love to help people know that they're loved. And so what I did during that time of my, my injury, my suffering, um, I said, you know what, I'm not gonna waste this suffering. I'm gonna suffer with the city of Phoenix. Wow. So I, I said, I'm going to go to different homeless shelters or schools for kids with autism or places where, where, you know, boys and girls homes. And I said, oh, and I called up a local news station. I said, hey, I'm going to be doing this thing. Whether you come or not, I'll be doing it, but feel free to bring a camera. And they said, yes, because I said, I, want, I don't want to waste my suffering. I want to suffer with the city. They said, yes, that turned into a weekly segment called Sam in the City, which is a weekly show on the news on, on channel 12 news where I literally had a scooter. I had a boot and a, I had my scooter doing this show, going to all these places. And we, you know, we did some fun stuff too, went to, you know, car shows and golf, uh, you know, golf outings, et cetera. And then that turned into my own show the next year called the Sam Macho show. Mm -hmm. So I actually did that show while I was playing. And so you asked the, you asked me what that injury did. That injury taught me two things. Number one, it taught me that it's really important to mourn. Um, to like, yeah, to like slow down, mm. to understand my emotions and what's going on inside of me, to cry, mm. um, to sit. There's a there's a tradition in, in the Jewish culture called sitting Shiva, 
and you just literally sit and you mourn with someone for weeks or months at a time. And so I would just, I just sat and mourned. And then lastly, though, it taught me that there's so much more to me than what people give me credit for. God sees me. Uh, he even sees the gifts that I've been repressing, right? Think about you, the talents you have with, with singing, right? You've been singing, you've been talk, talking about singing and singing since college. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, my kids are listening to your, to, to your, to your hit, to light up the sky. You know what I mean? They're like saying, daddy, daddy, can you play it again? I'm like, Hey, I mean, that's like, we can have, we can call up Jay and she can sing for him. What do you want? Like, you know, and so, uh, but anyways, like, so there's these things and then that, and that's, that's where the book came from as well. Right. Like there's this passion in, in me for writing in English, in the English language. Mm-hmm. And, um, it took another injury, actually, another injury and losing a friend. That's when that's when the overflow of that was this book. So so that's kind of what happened when some of these injuries happened in my life. Wow. So good. So, Sam, what kind of advice would you give to young athletes or even current athletes that are professionals, honestly, um, to find themselves outside of their sport? Because a lot of us, especially when we're young and we're thinking about pursuing a career in our sports, we're getting serious about it. And we think we have to like sacrifice so many things and put all of our eggs in this one basket. What would you say to somebody who was kind of in that mentality and like sport, 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 or football, 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 um, and like help them to achieve their goal and dreams. Cause that's great. They should have that goal, but what are some other things that you would tell them to be able to find that balance and find who they are kind of outside of that? Yeah, I would say, um, shoot, shoot me your address and I'll send you a copy of the book. I would say that, <laughs> um, right. But seriously, just go, go like my, that, you know, go check out, let the world see you. Cause that's what it's about. But even more than that, it's this idea of, for so long we have been told that you are this Mm. you are a volleyball player you are a basketball player you are a swimmer and you are really good at this you're a football player an olympian a super bowl champion a top Mm one percent and yes that is true but for for whatever reason the people who told us these things they put a period at the end of the sentence instead of a comma right you are this and you are this and oh by the way that second part is what makes you great at the first part right you know what I mean? And you're saying it right. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it was like for you before games or even now as you're going back to playing, I saw a video of you on social media. I had your son behind you and you're doing your volleyball thing, right? Like it, it drives you. We saw, we all saw Creed, right? When he had his daughter and he was he, like I, that, I was crying when that, yeah. that moment in that movie, when he had this newfound fire because of his family, right? You're fighting for something more. And so for me, um, the emotional being that I am, when I, when I started letting my teammates see me, I tapped in a whole, into a whole new type of power that I didn't even realize I had. I mean, it was to a point, Jay, where we were at a practice one day and I was actually on my way to practice and I was, in, I was crying because some music I was listening to. I tried to get myself together and I saw one lady who I, uh, one of our, she works with the team and I reached out to her earlier. And she saw me, I started crying again. I'm trying to hide in front of my teammates. And then finally I'm like, I'm like, I'm just gonna go out there and just figure out what I can do. So I'm at practice and there's just like energy, this energy, cause it, I was the real me. And mm-hmm. I was just dominating and crushing everybody. Um, finished that first drill. And in between the first drill and the second drill, I'm, I'm low key in tears again. So it was like this power of like, oh my goodness, like there's something inside of me and not only me inside of us, 
that we've been afraid to tap into. We've been afraid to show the world us. Because sometimes there's a fear of we won't be accepted or won't be loved. Or there's a fear of, man, maybe I'm too much. I always felt like I was too much, mm. too big or too, you know, this or too that. But it's like, no, like, that's what the world needs. They need all of us. And once you get that, not only will you be great, even better at your sport, but you'll be better for your families, for your society, for your community. That's what the world needs. And I think as athletes, we have the unique privilege and opportunity to show that to the world. Because it is, there is, like, Yes, there can be fear, but God reminds us, do not be afraid. Mm. Wow. That is rich. Whoa. Uh, I have the chills all over my body just thinking about that. And I I mean, going back to what you said about uh, being a mom or being a parent now as an athlete, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Having my son at my workouts having him come watch me practice, it's like a different level. It's, there's a, I have way more fun, first of all, because it's like this being of mine that came from my body is here watching me and I get to perform in front of him. It's an audience that it's no, there's no better audience than that. And then, you know, the motivation that comes from it too is like, I can be so much better now that this child of mine is here. And, um, I want him to see that. And I want him to see that, like, you can work really hard and you can achieve something. And so, yeah, I really feel that on another level and yeah, Sam, you're ridiculous. And I'm so thankful that we got to connect and you come on this podcast and you're dropping dimes left and right. I want people to be able to follow you and find you. So let us know where you are on social and again, where you can find your book. Definitely. So social it's at the T H E and then Sam Acho uh, last name's A C H O. But more importantly, yeah, all my info, anything you want to uh, find can be found at Sam Just go to Sam S A M A C H O book.com. And there's um, some of the stuff I've talked about. You could actually get the, the first chapter or two, uh, right now, if you pre-order it, and uh, I'm just excited. I think it's going to change people's lives. People have been asking me, man, who is this book really for? And I, I, mm-hmm. I, initially, I said it's for everyone, mm-hmm. but in all reality, it's for it's for us, right? It's for the athletes, people who listen to this podcast who are like, man, there's something inside of me that I want the world to see. So samhachobook.com, uh, pre-order it, and um, I can't wait to hear hear what you think. So cool. We're going to have to do episode two, Sam Acho at some point, because I feel like we could have talked for hours knowing you and I like just the banter back and forth. It, I mean, seriously, but I know you have to go and you have big things doing that you're doing with a big piece of land. So I'm excited for you. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. We're pumped. We're closing on some land here in Chicago and uh, which is exciting and uh, trying to where home's going to be. So God's That's working. Cool. That's so cool. I'm happy for you. Well, keep me yeah. updated on like your next move and stuff. And like, yeah, send me the book. I'm, I'm re- ready to read it. I will blast that out, dude. I think it's going to be, it sounds like a game changer. Seriously. Yeah. I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you an advanced copy. I was going to wait till it came out. Most of you, I'm going to wait, I'll, you know, wait till it came out, but in October, you're going to be in Italy. So what okay. I'm going to do is I'm well, going to send you your... online. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Do you, well, how do you, how do you, uh, 
intake books? Do you as audio? I, I really enjoy uh, reading them like with the copy in my hand because I just okay. like to like feel the book. But I do enjoy audio too. Like if you're gonna be reading it, like if you do uh-huh. an audio and it's your voice, I would love that too. So okay, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm gonna send you an advanced copy just so you can have, and then okay. when it comes out, you'll have that too. Whenever it comes cool. out, cool. So, yeah, Sam. Yeah, such. Jay. Freaking Jay. <laughs> so cool. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate it. This has been super fun. I'm excited to see where it goes. Like, honestly, like you, I'm just like doing it for me. Like these conversations that I'm having with people are benefiting me. So it's helping someone, you know, and I know that at least one person is getting touched every time they listen. So that's all I care about. But yeah, that's awesome. I was, I'm serious too about what I said earlier. Like you really motivated, not only me, uh, you motivated our, our, like our football team. Cause it was like, we would see you, I'm serious. Cause we would see you clean and it's like, okay, I, I know I'm tired, but I got it. I need, I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. That's and we would amazing. be on guys' heads if you or anybody else was, was uh, cleaning more than them. And so, and it motivated us. I mean, and that's like in a, in a, like a really like sophomore, not the right word, but like in a really like little way. But for me on a, on a, on a, deeper level it was more like just watching you be great you know what i mean watching you be great and not be a jerk about it right you were dominating but you were still like and i don't know if like i said i don't think he was right where but she's like hey this is me i'm like like i like the things that i like you know what i mean i just i really respected that so i've been trying to figure out how do i do that because i felt like i will you know what i mean so i just thank you put it that way thank you yeah Yeah. no thank you sam that's a really huge compliment thank you guys again so much for tuning in to this week's episode with sam ocho it was so special and had me reflecting for a few days after sam has a way of captivating you um you know, his words really stuck with me and I have been reflecting on it and pondering on how I can remove my own mask in everyday life. And so, you know, I received his advanced copy of the book in the mail and have not been able to put it down. I believe this book is going to be a game changer. I think if you're an athlete, especially, and you're struggling with attaining perfection, you need to read this book. Sam um, is vulnerable. He's inspirational. And I was truly touched. I was, you know, like I said, reflecting for days after having this conversation with him. And so this is the reason why I started this podcast. Honestly, it was for me so that I could have these conversations and that I could get some insight and better my own life. And so I hope that you're having this same experience with these conversations. And if you are, please subscribe and review. Um, that helps me in the podcast realm and I'm new to this thing. So if you want to share it with your friends and family, I would love that as well. If you have any feedback for me, um, you can always email me at info at juliannejohnson.com. Uh, follow the Instagram handle at Behind the Athlete Podcast because I post updates there as well. Uh, you can find me on my website, www.juliannejohnson.com, or on Instagram and Twitter at Johnson underscore. Again, appreciate you guys so much. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you and I hope you have a great day, a great rest of your week and we'll chat next time.